from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Pickleball is uh, certainly a racket sport like it, but different game, yes. Hmm. Mike, do you think if, if pickleball had a name like platform tennis, it maybe wouldn't be seeing the exponential growth that it's now seeing? The charm of that name is, is surely part of it. It, it really is. And, and like I said, it's this name that's got the curse and the blessing. Once you hear it, you never forget it. But sometimes people don't take it really serious. And the game is actually becoming very popular athletically and organizationally. I'm Sarah Fenske. Pickleball isn't anything new. This hybrid of tennis, ping pong, and badminton was invented in 1965, as you may have learned during high school PE class. But in recent years, pickleball's popularity has soared. Not only are more and more parks offering permanent pickleball courts, but those courts always seem to be full. Our producer, Emily Woodbury, stopped by the pickleball courts at Tillis Park on a recent Sunday just to see what she could learn about what's driving locals to pick up pickleball paddles. I'm Josh Sidney Smith. I live in uh, Gravoy Park. And how long have you been playing pickleball? Just a couple months. My wife's grandparents play, and actually one of my co-workers um, brought it up and we played a little bit in winter and then everyone that tries it out for the first time is hooked and they end up buying a pickleball paddle set that night. And why do you think that is or what was that uh, moment for you? It's just a fun sport we can uh, you don't have to work too hard so it's a good socializing sport. Have you played yet today? How are you doing today? I've played okay these guys watch a lot more YouTube videos and professional tips and stuff so they've got a little more technique some spicy serves. Elisa had Webster Groves. She asked me one day, do you want to play? And I was like, yes, because I saw some people playing in uh, Palm Springs, California, where I was out visiting. And uh, I thought it looked fun. And I wondered what it, they were doing. And because uh, I, I had never heard of pickleball before. So I immediately said yes. And we started playing. And we haven't stopped. It's MJ Corcoran, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it's been about seven, eight years ago when I moved to Utah, and it was very popular there, and then came back to St. Louis, and it took a while for it to start here, but now it's full force. And what do you like about it? Oh my gosh. Well, one, I get to be with my friends and laugh at myself, but two, it's just, it's something that, I hate to say it, but at age 60 plus, gives you some great exercise. You're able to be outdoors. Sally Evans and I live down the street close to Cherokee. It definitely seems like it's growing as far as like, I mean, I've seen all kinds of tennis courts being converted to um, courts, maybe because of the size, it's a little bit smaller so they can, um, I mean, I've definitely seen them starting to pop up in different parks and stuff. If you could give an overview of how it works and what the rules are, what, what would you say? Okay. Um, Maybe like a miniature tennis with a wiffle ball. And like the reason it's called pickleball, I still haven't figured out. There's nothing pickle related. The court's green. I mean, you know, the boundary areas sometimes, so don't really do it. I mean, how it works, I don't know. You get, you know, you have this great paddle and a ball and, you know, there's rules, but they're simple. So that's the thing. I'm Susan McGraw, uh, live in Brentwood. 
You go out there and talk to people. Everybody's you watch a YouTube video yeah, and you're you're I ready. Live, yeah, I live on YouTube. Yeah, I mean when I can't, I hate to say it, but at night when I can't sleep, I'll be watching a YouTube video at three in the morning on like how to do serves or how to dink or you know whatever. It's a lot of fun, but we need more courts. Yes, <laughs> we need more places to play. Yeah, where do you typically play? Tillis Tillis Park, and then we also play at DePair Park. And Kirkwood. And Kirkwood, yes. Yeah. Kirkwood Park. What would be your top tip or top tips for someone who wanted to get into it? Just go out and play with a friend. Most people have a set. So if you know someone that's playing already, try it out. 99% uh, chance that you'll be hooked and you'll end up buying your own set. A pickleball set on Amazon is maybe 20 or $40 for a couple to play with. Um, so it's pretty approachable as far as like equipment needed to get started. Just go for it. Do it. It's so much fun. That report is from producer Emily Woodbury, who visited the Tillis Park Pickleball Courts on April 25th. And joining us today is a man who's done more than anybody to spread pickleball across St. Louis. Mike Chapin is the subject of a first-rate news story in St. Louis Magazine. He's also a certified pickleball instructor and the man behind stlouispickleball.com. So Mike Chapin, welcome. Uh, Thanks, Sarah. It's really exciting to be on your show and uh, talk pickleball with all the, the guests so, Mike, I understand you got hooked on pickleball in 2014. What what first got you into it? Uh, just like a lot of people, uh, somebody uh, mentions a game to you, puts a paddle in your hand. I played other sports growing up. Um, tennis uh, was not my first sport. I only started in my late 20s. Um, played for about eight years. But uh, when I found how easy and fun and quick the game was to learn and, and engage uh, athletically, I'm like, this is a sport I can play for the next 30 years. Uh, and I'm really excited to, you know, continue in into that process. So I feel like when I was living in California about 10 years ago, I saw a lot of pickleball action, but it wasn't the case when I moved to St. Louis. Was it hard initially finding a place to play? You know what? Uh, it did. It started on the West Coast and in Seattle, Washington area. I went down the coast, uh, across the southern states, became extremely popular a lot of the snowbirds brought it up to the northern states, but it kind of missed the Midwest bubble. Hmm. Uh, in St. Louis here, probably about 2012, 13, there was pockets of it. Uh, it was being played in the, the PE programs at various schools, but nothing more professionally or, or even with any kind of court systems. Uh, I started playing in 2014 and kind of thought, hey, I have uh, in the neighborhood of Tillis Park, what can I do to try to enact change and, and build real pickleball courts like they have around the country? And uh, so that started lot, the process. A lot of people have this idea that they want to make change and then they run headway into like the Byzantine structure of getting things done at St. Louis City Hall. Was it hard to get these courts put in over at Tillis Park? Um, you know what? It was uh, a little bit of an act of trying to just be creative and organize different things. I got on to the domain and created stlouispickleball.com. Uh, developed the website and, and logo and, and talked to the neighborhood association. Uh, we had some really bad uh, tennis courts and dilapidated state. And, and I just said, hey, here's a sport that's happening. It's growing. If you just allow me to try to cr- fix the courts physically, I had to dig out mud and dirt and, and, and fill it in and, and start to promote the game 
one day a week for free pickleball. I put up flyers around the neighborhood and, and, and one week we'd have eight people and next week we'd have 12 people. <laughs> and I would take a picture every week and send it to the aldermen and the parks and rec director, Greg Hayes. And by the end of the summer of uh, 15, we had um, literally 30 people playing once a week at Tillis Park. And they decided to make the change and, and spend the money to develop new courts. Hmm. So what I love about this story is that you didn't just stop there. You weren't like, hey, I've got it in my neighborhood. Everything's good. I'll just enjoy playing. At St. Louis Magazine Details, you later brought it to a bunch of other parks, Carol Carondelet Park and Tower Grove Park and Forest Park and Francis Park. Did you ever run into any organized opposition from tennis players saying, hey, like hands off our courts? No, there's there's some really uh, wonderful tennis uh, facilities in and around the city. In fact, I did some analysis before I got into it, and there were 149 tennis courts just in the city alone of St. Louis that people could play. Hmm. So I knew there was capacity to definitely have tennis and pickleball uh, intertwined, and, and we certainly wanted to be a good partner as we are a partner around the country in, in many facilities. So uh, there was definitely room for growth, and uh, quite honestly, several players from tennis or racquetball or other sports come, convert over to pickleball or play both sports at the same time and just fall in love with pickleball. And so the, just like the report says, there's the, the, the courts are full, they're loaded. In many cases, at Tower Grove, they have nine tennis courts, and we have eight pickleball courts, and we usually have about... Uh, 20 or 30 people waiting to play pickleball. <laughs> and, you know, the, the tennis courts are barely full. So that has certainly been what I have seen at Tower Grove Park jogging by. It's it's man, it's this, the growth in the sport has been exponential. And if you're part of that growth, we're curious to hear from you. What led you to fall in love with pickleball? Or maybe you're an angry tennis player. You're not happy about this. Either way, we want to hear from you. Give us a call 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air, or you can email us at talk at stlpr.org. I got to ask you, Mike. I mean, you're the expert in all this. Um, you're a certified pickleball instructor. The people that Emily ran into playing the game over at Tillis Park, they did not know why it was called pickleball. I'm wondering if you know. Yeah, it's uh, the game with a funny name. And once you hear it, you, you never stop hearing it. But uh, no, there are no pickles in pickleball. Um, the game <laughs> it's a shame. definitely... Uh, Started back in 1965, and uh, you know, with that, uh, there's a couple of different versions of the story. But the game's developers uh, were trying to think of a name. Uh, they are playing this funny game that was kind of a mix from uh, old equipment that they didn't have enough of, and ultimately they uh, decided that they would name it Pickles Ball because their dog Pickles kept running away with the ball, and so it became Pickles Ball. So, so, Mike, that story is so great. It almost has to be apocryphal. Do you know that's not just a legend? There really was a dog named Pickles. Uh, the dog wasn't around for the first few years of the sport, but then it uh, caught a lot of popularity. The other quick story is that it's named by a, the, the sport a crew where there's a pickle boat with a lot of mixed uh, engaged uh, participants in it. So it was kind of a mix of a lot of different things. And just like pickleball is a mix of badminton, racquetball, and tennis, and um uh, ping pong, so just such as the game like pickleball that it kind of mixes a lot of people's backgrounds and interests. And you don't need a racket sports background to come into pickleball and play this game. People come from lots of different uh, backgrounds, and whether it's athletics or not, but it's such an easy game to learn. Uh, people of all ages are playing right now. 
We're, our guest today is Mike Chapin. Uh, he's a certified pickleball instructor. He runs the website stlouispickleball.com. And if you're interested in joining us, our phone lines are open. We're at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. I'm going to go to the phone lines. Uh, Max is calling from Veronica Park. Uh, Max, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Good morning. In the Was this game known from like the early to mid-70s as platform tennis? Hmm. That's a great question, and I have no idea, but hopefully Mike does. Mike? Uh, actually, no. It's a completely different sport, uh, platform tennis. I actually play it in the wintertime as a, um, a same size court, a different ball, different paddle, uh, and uh, pickleball is uh, certainly a racket sport like it, but different game, yes. Hmm. Mike, do you think if, if pickleball had a name like platform tennis, it maybe wouldn't be seeing the exponential growth that it's now seeing? The charm of that name is is surely part of it. It, it really is. And, and like I said, it's this name that's going to get the curse and the blessing. Once you hear it, you never forget it. But sometimes people don't take it really serious. And the game is actually becoming very popular athletically and organizationally. Um, there's a lot of different tournaments. We just came off the United States Pickleball Open, um, U.S. Open of Pickleball in Naples, uh, Florida, where over 2,000 people were playing on 60 different courts with large purses and major sponsors and top players from around the world playing. So, um, And that's happening throughout the U.S. with lots of different local tournaments and organizations. But most of the people aren't tournament players that play the game. They're, um, you know, parents and grandparents and kids of parents and everybody. I, I never considered a sport that would be so transformative to bring people together. But I don't know a physical game where a grandchild and a grandparent can be physical on the same field or court together mm-hmm. like pickleball. And that's just the beauty of the game. We got a tweet from Ted. He writes, I started playing pickleball because I hate running. Grabbed a bunch of dads from my daughter's soccer team about three years ago and haven't stopped playing since. Is that part of the appeal? Unlike tennis, you don't have to run up and down the court in the days when you're not so good at it. The court is about a third of a size of a tennis court. And yes, the appeal is that you don't have to run and sprint all over, but you have to have quick lateral and, and, and movements of agility with good eye-hand coordination. Because the court is only uh, 44 feet long by 20 feet wide, hmm. and there's a the section of it called the no volley zone that you may be only about 14 or 15 feet away from your opponent, the ball is actually seems very fast and very quick. And so uh, it takes a lot of athletic ability to play it at a very high level or a lot of fun just playing and, and popping it over the net with uh, whoever you're with and your your opponents or your partners. So it's exciting for everybody. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Marianne is calling from St. Louis. Uh, Marianne, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. Thank you. Um, I was going to make a comment. I wanted to say that I'm in my late 40s and I started playing about three years ago. And I had forgotten just how much fun it is to play a sport with your friends as a grown adult. Um, if you've never tried it, I would say try it. It's, it's fun. That's great. And so this is something where it kind of rekindled your love of competition maybe a bit or, or love of athletics, Marianne? 
Yeah, um, my husband and I both play, and so it's been nice, healthy competition for the two of us also. Um, and we kind of consider it our date night. We go and play pickleball together. Marianne, that's great to hear. Thank you for sharing that experience. Uh, Mike, my sense is that COVID-19 has helped raise pickleball's profile and ascendancy in St. Louis even more in that, um, you know, people are just kind of looking for something to do. It's outdoors. You're not necessarily within six feet of people. Do you think that's, that's accelerated what was already some fast growth? It, it really has, and, and it allowed people to do safely social distance and, and be able to be connected and be athletic. In fact, uh, during the pandemic, uh, when courts were kind of locked up in a lot of places or community centers were shut down, um, you, you couldn't buy a portable net anywhere because people were buying them for their homes or their cul-de-sacs or their mm-hmm. driveways. And, and it was really quite interesting to see once the courts did open up, how full they quickly became. So. We've some, seen some incredible growth. Uh, we're excited about a lot of the new places to play around St. Louis, uh, the parks that we mentioned a little bit earlier, the community centers, um, a lot of the tennis clubs that, that are involved with it now, like uh, Veta Sports or Sunset or um, Frontenac, or uh, we have even a new dedicated pickleball center that's going to start opening up in July um, down in Fenton um, <laughs> called the Missouri Pickleball Club. Uh, the country clubs are getting all involved with it. So we're seeing some incredible opportunity to get on the court and try this out this game. Mike, I'm, I'm going to squeeze in one last phone call here. Rose is calling from sure. St. Louis. Uh, Rose, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. I have a quick question. So uh, the community that I live in about a year or so, maybe a couple years back, replaced a full basketball court in the community with uh, a half court and a pickleball court. Mm. So there was a lot of commentary at the time about um, the reasoning behind that being to keep, um, in quotes, undesirable elements out of the community, Mm. and so primarily um, groups of uh, boys, for the most part, and young men who would come and play uh, basketball, often with other friends from the community here, uh, but they were often uh, black. So I guess my question has to do with um, pickleball and its um, perception as a uh, primarily uh, white sport, and mm-hmm. are there um, efforts to bring this uh, sport, or is it played in communities of, of color? Rose, thank you. That's a great question. Um, Mike, that certainly is the image that this is maybe older white Americans. Is that beginning to change, and, and is that happening intentionally, if it is? Um I believe there's a lot of efforts uh, at various community centers and various organizations uh, that are saying, hey, this is such an easy game and it brings communities together. I know a lot of the things that were happening up in Florissant, there was a lot of efforts amongst the United States Pickleball Association to do educational programs and bring pickleball to um, uh, the folks up there. Um, The fact that we have almost 30 permanent pickleball courts in the city of St. Louis uh, gives people the opportunity to just come to some of these parks and play. Um, I run a free pickleball camp for kids in the summer uh, at Tillis um, through the city. So yeah, I think it is becoming very uh, inclusive and we are seeing a tremendous amount of diversity in the game, uh, not only uh, age-wise, but we're seeing it in a lot of different uh, 
backgrounds of folks is it's becoming a much more international sport than it's ever been. Hmm. Well, that's that's good to hear, and, and hopefully that growth will continue to be inclusive as, as pickleball continues to take off. we got one last tweet I'm going to fit in here. Sandy tweets, I started playing with my retired husband and enjoy it. However, I got too aggressive and went back for a shot and hit it, but my body kept going back and I fell and broke a wrist. Will now keep my weight over my feet and let those long balls go. I love that Sandy mentioned that she did hit that shot. Um, <laughs> it's good to hear. And just a warning that even though this is a really safe sport, man, you always need to be careful. Something always can go wrong. Uh, but we're glad to hear that uh, people are, are getting their kicks from pickleball. So Mike Chapin of stlouispickleball.com, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and, and getting us up to speed on this sport. Oh, you're most welcome. And I can't say enough about uh uh, you know, having people to come out and try the sport, just put a paddle in your hand, and before you know it, you're going to be hooked, like a lot of the commentators said. So, thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate it. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.